Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Girl, a little rusty. Ambition. 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 Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> I missed you so much. I know. First of all, I wish uh, you guys could see because Mandy has her hair straightened. Uh, I feel like, you know what? I'm going to start calling this Mandy Cam. Mm. So Mandy's hair straightened, girl. <laughs> in my giving... preschool uh, PBS special bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> but her hair is so long and so full mm. and luxurious. It's giving pelt. It's giving yeah. thick. It's giving. And... Yeah, it looks so beautiful. It's I never giving... think I've ever seen your hair straightened. <laughs> Let me show you what it's. <laughs> First of all, for you guys to know, Happy New Year. Yeah. This feels like a New Year, New Me situation. I don't really usually believe in that shit. However, if you haven't tried five day a week daycare for mm. your seventh month old baby, is this very specific <laughs> advice? Try it because I feel brand fucking new. <gasps> oh my God. The way that I just, in my like, the way that I brushed my teeth when I wanted to today and then took a shower when I wanted to and I kept hearing phantom baby cries but uh I'm so happy yes. Remy Rue is in daycare for the low low price of are you ready for this how much three thousand two hundred forty five U.S. American dollars a oh, month baby Jesus yes a month <laughs> just for just for Remy do you know what my mortgage is Less than that. Oh my God. How do people afford kids? Holy shit. I could go on. I could go on. But you know what? It's an investment. And um, hey, book advance money. Thank you. Because that's mm. what you buy me. That's what you bought me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what we could get. Um, the cheaper place, the wait list was full, et cetera. But um, he's so, you know, he's a dream. Um, wow. I didn't mm. know. I remember when Carol had the two kids in daycare at the time, it was $2,300, but I, that was for two kids. For two of them. <laughs> Lord. Yikes. I think and also I, infants are more expensive. That's true. I think so. Which, think why? Because they're less annoying. Yeah, because honestly, babies, I mean, it's... Especially I mean, in the wintertime, there should be a discount because them little toddlers, they have to put mittens, hats. <laughs> like I watch the train of children go out and I just ask them, how long did it take you? Have you been in there for an hour getting them dressed? They're like, yeah, got to oh. have that that uh, outside time. Um, well, how yeah. was your your Christmas and New Year? It's over. That's all I <laughs> care to say about the holidays. And I don't want to typically, I'm very sunshine and optimism, but mm -hmm. the holidays were rough. Mm. And par partly because we traveled with, I traveled, I should say, alone with my two children um, mm -hmm. from New York to Atlanta, which I've done with Remy like three times in the last 
few months, but um, actually, I won't even blame the kids. They were the easy part. I've got some mm. dream babies. Like, mm. ugh, they're just the best. But the airports and the um, mm-hmm. the the packing, the packing, Tiffany. The number of suitcases, I just kept saying, and there's got to be more because it was like, and then the breast pump and then the travel crib. And I thought I was saving so much space by buying a car seat in Atlanta for my dad, Mm. you know, to put in his car because he was picking us up. But I get there and not only is he 45 minutes late, (laughs) the man didn't have time to install the car seat. So guess who? After being up since 2 a.m. And we got in Atlanta, 2 a.m. to finish the packing because the packing, the packing. (laughs) I arrived to wait 45 minutes for my dad. And by the way, Atlanta Airport, you suck. Why are there no areas for, why are there no porters with carts like there are at LaGuardia? Yeah. Freckles. Yes, his name is Freckles. Freckleton at the LaGuardia Airport. That's my guy. He recognized me and Remy. He's like, I've seen you here a few times. I'm like, yeah, bring the cart around freckles. He takes you to the checkout, you know, the check-in area. Atlanta's like me. And I felt like those people who sell mango on the highway, (laughs) just people cruising by, like got no time. And however, I had to, when I got to Atlanta, I was like, I have 45 minutes and Rio's starving and I have all these bags and I can't carry in a stroller. I couldn't get from like where we were at baggage claim just to go to Auntie Anne's to get this boy some pretzel nuggets because he was about to turn into like an insane person. However, I went into the wheelchair assist. You know, when you're walking in somewhere, you know, they don't want to see you and they and you know that they're going to give you attitude and you know, they're going to say this isn't my job. Go somewhere else. Nichelle at the Atlanta airport. Nichelle with an N. I love you, baby girl. Thank you so much because you almost were blowing me off. But I kind of I just like I didn't touch you because we don't want to do that. But I like stopped you with my eyes. And I said, (laughs) I know I'm not supposed to be here. I know this isn't your job. But look at these babies. Help me. (laughs) Nichelle. And then dang, I forgot the guy's name who helped us with our bags and then escorted us out. Just mm, yes, that was those those two people and the random guy who held Remy getting onto the plane and the random woman who held him when I got off the plane. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I love that. Oh, uh, yeah, it was so it was just exhausting. But um, they had fun. <laughs> they had a great time. Yes. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> well, mine was pretty low key because I, I stayed in Jersey. My mom was in Nigeria and my sister Lisa were in Nigeria. Hmm. Um, yeah. So um, and so it was myself. My sister Carol, Roman and Amelia. My sister Karen flew up for New Year's, which was nice. Oh, from um, Chicago? Mm-hmm, with Lily. Mm-hmm. So it was nice for the, all the cousins. Christmas Carol. I know. <laughs> it was all nice for all the cousins, um, you know, to to hang out. So it was cute. Um, oh. I. It must be nice being the point of destination. It is, honestly, because I could just go upstairs. Uh. You know? I know. I'm like, why are we the ones with all the crap having to travel? I'm no, like, I, I know my it. house is small, but I mean, pitch a tent. Like, what's <laughs> I'm always like, come here. here. I, I, I sent yeah. an Uber for my dad to come to the house. It was good. Honestly, Christmas. I mean, it was good. I did. I certainly had. I'm trying to think of how I say it because I'm like, because mm, I want nobody to tell. But I had a really tough conversation. You know, I feel like this Christmas or this holiday season was a lot of family confrontation. Oh, we're going there. We both well, keep it light, tough. light, because yeah, let's keep be, it light. But because some of y'all be some tattletales. But we're anyway. already a weekend. The Christmas <laughs> lights are coming down. Can't we just forget? <laughs> so I had some, but I was really proud of myself because if you know me, you know I don't do tough conversations, especially not family ones. But I initiated it and I mm. closed it. 
And I was mm. so proud of myself. I slayed the dragon. And I said, oh, wait till I talk to Dr. Green. I have, I, I see her. Well, by the time y'all listen to this, it'll be Wednesday when I have my therapy. Um, mm -hmm. I was just really proud of myself. <laughs> I said, yes, you said the things, Tiffany. Um, mm. and so it's just a new day. And I'm just excited. There's some big changes coming for me professionally and, and personally. Mm. And personally. Oh. Are we? <laughs> no, I'm not getting married. What am I having a baby? Are you, what are you saying? No, I know, but are you at least acknowledging something? <laughs> that I'm dating? I'm dating, okay? You go on podcast official? Okay, fine. <laughs> no, fine. Um, no yes. yeah. I, well, I mean, like, you know, I was lightly dating before. Um, and it's mm -hmm. funny because I have a friend named Tammy who's a widow as well. And she, mm -hmm. um, her husband actually passed away a year um, ago, a year and some change. Um, oh. And so she had gotten asked out by like a childhood friend. And at first she, you know, she called me. She was like, I'm definitely going to say no. I should say no, right? I said, well, she said, do you think it's disrespectful for him to ask me out? I said, well, no, because, you know, it's been over a year and, um, you know, your husband is not here. He's not asking you out while you are currently, your husband is currently here mm -hmm. and you do get to decide. Um, she's around my age as well. So I said, you don't, there are, there are some women who just decide or, or not just women, the widowers that decide that they will never engage with anybody else again, which is obviously you're right. Mm. Um, but I said, you know, you're still young, so you get to decide. I thought you said engage. You know, but you know what I mean? Like date or, or you know, go out or whatever, you know, yeah. but I just- Be intimate you know, with. Yes. And so I think in the beginning, especially for the first year, you tell yourself never, well, at least that's what I said, never, ever, ever. I don't even want to date. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody else because Jarrell was all that I ever hoped for and dreamed for and literally prayed for. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just didn't think, how could it be possible? You can't get that twice. And certainly, no, you can't get Jarrell twice, but it is possible to love again. You know, mm -hmm. and I thought to myself, if I had this amazing love with Jarrell, do I want to go the rest of my life while I'm here without experiencing that again? And over time, it took me like, you know, maybe like almost two years to like really decide I don't want to not experience that again. Um, I don't know, like, you know, we're, you know, I, I just know I don't want to not experience that again. Because for me, like life with Jarrell was so much better than life without him. You mm -hmm. know, like partnership for me with the right person made life so beautiful. Like I could take on the world, you know, as Mandy, you heard me and Mandy talk about this book, Attached. Um, yes, a lot. And so um, I'm I'm, re I'm on chapter um, seven, Mandy, and it talks about secure attachment. And when you I have was a just listening to that one. Yes. My when favorite you have that secure base. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what's your my favorite, favorite line from that that I have been repeating over and over in my head is that a secure person understands that or believes that they are responsible for their partner's happiness. Yes. And that um, I, I think that is sort of like it goes against what you typically think about like you must make yourself perfect and happy before yes. you can be a good partner and i do believe to some extent you are responsible for a lot of your happiness however let's not get you know like you were saying with the right partner who really cares about your happiness yeah um it matters but yeah, it does going. matter and so it's a huge um, difference yeah so i just decided that like you know i'm 44 not 84 if i was 84 i'd be like girl i just sit me down but <laughs> i just decided that like i don't want to spend the rest of my life without that secure base because mm. one of the, the 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 lessons i learned from that chapter mandy is that when you have a secured base it makes it that much easier to take on the world mm. you know i can literally see how my life transformed from when i moved in with jerome 
everything from like everything got better, you know, because he was such mm-hmm. a secure base. My business literally went within two years of living with him from six figures to seven figures because yeah. I felt like I could take on the world. Someone always had my back that no matter what, someone loved me. And so like, yeah, I want the opportunity to mm-hmm. have that again. And so, yeah, I've been dating. And at first I just was like a little here, a little there, you know, the apps, we talked about it a little, you know, the apps a little here, yeah. a little there, and which was cool, but you know, um, like but nobody then I got, in Newark. Yeah, no. And then, oh. um, um, then I, uh, somebody who I knew from some years back asked me out. And at first I was like, nah, you know, just like Tammy. I was like, yeah. Um, but then we just started to develop a friendship. And so, and then I started to tease like, you know, a few months back that, um, cause that's what the young girls say. My man, that's not my man. That's my man. My that's man. not my man. Oh, okay. God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not my man, but you can't have him. <laughs> right. Like, and so like literally for my birthday, I got flowers and it was the like M M M T not mom, you know, like this spelled out like that. I was like, who got me flowers? M and it was like from your man. That's not your man. And I was just like, so I'm oh, on the so fence. <laughs> so I'm Aww. on the fence now, I know. So that's well, where I am right now. I was, you know what? So I guess what I'm struggling with is, um, the fear of loss again, you know? Mm, of course. And so, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I am not surprised to hear that. Like, you know, that's the part that I'm struggling because, I mean, honestly, he's great. He's really smart. He's really sweet. So kind. The thing that made me shift, like, my thinking about him was when, like, I was going to bring up Jarrell for, like, the umpteenth time. And then I stopped myself, like, oh, this is probably too much. And he was like, Tiffany, I hope you know that you can talk about Jarrell as much as you want. I don't ever want you to not talk about Jarrell and I'm grateful for him because I get this version of him because of how he loved you. And so that made me say like, okay, maybe there's something here. You You got a keeper. I've been (laughs) saying it since day one. I'm like, I thought it was hard dating. I thought that the great guys were all taken. That's what I hear. (laughs) Tiffany's like, "Mm, got a perfect (laughs) one. Had a perfect one to begin with. (laughs) Gonna get another one. And so that made me say, okay, so it's a safe space for me to grieve openly. I mean, mm-hmm. I talk about Jarrell all the time and I never feel mm-hmm. like he's like, oh, here we go. It takes a secure person to be in that space. And so the only reason why I still tease that he's my man, that's not my man. I'm not dating anyone else, but it's mm-hmm. just because I have this fear, you know, like that I've been working through in therapy that to accept somebody as my man, then... What ha- like I am still deathly afraid of loss, you know? Mm. And so like that's the hard part getting over. And of course, getting over the part that's like, uh also too, like y'all know I bought that condom damn near a year ago and I've been renovating slow as hell because I it took me a while to realize I'm like, why I've been like taking so long with this renovation is because I'm not quite ready to leave the house that Joel and I built together. Because in leaving this house, it makes it super real that like, wow, he's really not here. And I think in having like uh, being in a relationship and saying, this is my man, it makes it super real that he's really not here. And so that's really hard to like, except there's still days when I'm like, wow, Jarrell's really not here, you know? And so I think that's the space that I am in now. And so he's been so patient and been so great and, you know, so... I mean, I guess he, I mean, he's probably because he listens to the podcast. I'm like, all right, you my man, all right. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. I mean, really, I'm rooting for you, Tiffany. Yeah. So I think we all are. And I mean, I said it, I think, several times. But 
a world where you're not surrounded by love and loved by an incredible person and have that partnership, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't exist, you know? So I know you're going to do the the work that you're in. I'm, you know, you're doing your work in therapy and that's important. And I just know on the, like through it and on the other side of it, there's joy and there's a continuation of this, you know, rich, beautiful life that you deserve. Yeah. Um, He's already met my sisters and they're like, I like him. You know, sisters be like, mm, I guess girl. Mm-hmm. You know, and I met his family, like, um, and so they're super fun. So, yeah, I think there is light at the end of this dark tunnel of grief. And so mm-hmm. I'm just navigating. But some days I, like, I feel so bad because days I'll be like, oh, everything's all good. Then I'm like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. Leave me alone. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? <laughs> what happened? I'm like, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it takes a lot of patience navigating with somebody who's lost their partner. So, I, you know. So yeah, but that's, that's my update for life. My life update. Oh man. A lot of life, a lot of stuff I feel like has been happening in the news. I thought we might bring back Brown ambition buzz, a little buzzworthy moment. Um, and let's start with something cute and light okay, or something a little bit dark and twisty. Well, the most, (laughs) the thing that I can't get out of my head right now is the face of one Jonathan majors. He's doing a tell all interview. For those who don't know, have you been listening? Do you not scroll on IG and see all the like posts about Jonathan Major and the memes? But yeah, he was convicted of some version of assault. I don't know the particulars um, mm-hmm. of his girlfriend. And then like during the trial, there were some, there was like a recording that came out, a voice memo or something. Yeah, she recorded him basically saying that she needed, and she's a white woman, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's non-black. She, yes. uh, of him saying, you know, he wants her, she has to, um, behave herself or hold herself like a Coretta Scott King, like oh a Michelle Obama to his. <laughs> yes, you see where this is going. And almost, I'm like, as bad as the abuse that he was convicted of was, like that attitude. Oof. Anyway, but the clip that they showed of this tell all interview that he's giving, he's like talking about his new girlfriend. He's dating Megan Good. Child. I, oh, okay. And he's like, I found her. That's my Coretta, a Coretta Scott King for me. I'm I like, wish he oh. would keep that lady's name out his so mouth. So we're doubling down. <laughs> we're doubling down, are we? Oh, gosh. I wish he would keep that lady's name out his mouth. So one mm-hmm. of my friends posted today, Demetrius, she wrote, I, I, I hope one of the King family members be like, stop mentioning my family. <laughs> your and desist. <laughs> <laughs> he did not do I have a dream for this. Mm. <laughs> so, Cease yeah. and desist. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say about he, it other than he he sad. you know destroyed his own career and so I really loved him. I'm mad at him because like I had just what I because I'm so late. I think I had just watched the Creed that he was in. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not going to pretend like I know all about the Marvel stuff. But he was going to mm-hmm. be in Marvel. Um, I just really uh watching him as an actor and he was in that movie or that show Black Craft Country, Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft. Anyway, he was just so incredible and you want someone's star to continue rising and, um, you know, it's, it's his own doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Am I going to watch this tell all? Would you watch it? I kind of feel like I'll watch on TikTok after for the highlights. Mm. I'm curious. I'm curious for what he says. I, I, I wonder from you, Tiff, do you think career over is just like, do you think he deserves a done career? Like he should go get a job at Subway slinging sandwiches how do you feel um 
I don't know. I think there are certain things where I'm like definitely over career, like a, like a um uh, uh art, who's R and B singer um Chris Brown. Um no um oh. R Kelly. Oh ooh. so there are some people who are like career over for sure for sure. I'm I in jail. To, well yes. prison. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so and then there are some people who I'm just like I don't know. I don't have like. I don't think we should ever have judgment, but I do sometimes, but I don't have like career over judgment for him. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, the the part that came out that was kind of like, oh, wow, is that, you know, he went to either Yale, I forget what school or Columbia or something. And mm. people who knew him then, you know, kind of came forward and said that he's been abusive for a very long time, uh, okay. um, that they're so glad that it's kind of finally come out. Mm. And so I think bigger than anything is I hope that man gets some help before yeah. he hurts someone else, you know? Um, Takes there's some people who I'm like, I want help for, and there's some people who I want under the jail. Like R. Kelly, I don't, you know, I don't care about no rehabilitation. Under, <laughs> under the jail for R. Kelly, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, he, but he went there's some people- so long. Oh I mean, goodness. and babies, you know, literally keep people's kids. And so I feel mm-hmm. like for Jonathan Majors, I feel like um, that if he can get some help, there's redemption for those who seek it. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that's there's something- there for him so yeah but all I just Voldemort think- had to do was feel remorse mm. for all he had done and he couldn't do it you know what I'm saying and that's yeah some people want to stand 10 toes down in their wrongness yeah. you know and so but speaking of tell all girl did you see Cat Williams on um Club Shay Shay this is the one I'm not caught up on okay first of all watch it. <laughs> I don't care what it means I don't I did not I did not know about that radio show with yeah, Shannon yeah Shannon I, Sharp I, well, I mean, that's the first Church? time I ever watched it. But yeah, I don't know okay. if it's radio. Maybe it's a podcast. I'm not it's sure. Like, but it's called Club Shay Shay. Okay. Cat Williams went on there. What he say? What all he had to say? So if anybody follows Cat Williams, you know Cat Williams is a damn fool. He is hilarious. Okay. So it was a mix of him doing kind of like stand-up. Although I'm sure he wouldn't say that's what it was. He went on there to do an interview. Yeah. And Cat Williams came with a suitcase full of grudges. Oh, I mean, uh, so Shannon was like, good morning, Kat. And Kat was like, F Steve Harvey, F such entertainer. We were like, wait, he didn't well, even get At what stage is Kat's career right now? Like, I know he's a famous stand-up and probably a gajillionaire, but wh- where's he at in his career? Um, I don't know. So he said that he's currently, I guess he's taping a Netflix special, an eight-figure okay. Netflix special coming up. So okay. he's been very successful. Also, too, he was in a, oh, it was an, a show where he got nominated for an Emmy. No, I think he won the Emmy. Um, Hmm. and so Kat is just a really talented, hilarious, funny comedian. And so it was such an interesting masterclass of when someone had a clear agenda, when they came onto a show and navigated that interview, how he wanted it to go. It Hmm. is, I mean, the last time I checked, it was over 20 million views in less than a week. Hmm. It was like over 10 million, I think the first day. And, um, he had a clear agenda of, of comedians that he did not have respect for that he wanted to expose and he did. Um, but also he was also hilarious and funny. I yeah. mean, he, there were so many memes that came out of it. Like Shannon, you have an unnatural allegiance with losers and that's not like you. I mean, the, <laughs> it was, you have Wait, to, who is, okay. You know, so continue. Shannon, I think Shannon, so I'm not really familiar from what I know. Shannon used to be an NFL player, okay. you know, and then he was like on one of those like sports talk shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then something happened where he left or he got kicked off or whatever, and then started his own like show slash podcast, whatever, which is this club Shay Shay. And what I normally have seen from clips, it's a lot of athletes that were coming on, but 
also entertainers. So I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not super familiar with Shannon or his platform. It's just that because this show came out, I actually watched. You have to not just watch, but listen to the whole thing. And it was a masterclass of just shenanigans. Storytelling. And, I mean, yeah. so just watch it. You're going to be like, oh my God, cat. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> I'm sure half of what he said was not true because half of it was mm-hmm. embellished, obviously, and 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 um, like as comedians are apt to do. But there was a lot of things there that you're like, oh wow, you know, like comedians that stole his jokes um, that he was angry at. And to us, we think like, what's the big deal? But for comedians, that's your currency. That's like someone stealing, like you know, the my literature challenge and using it as, as theirs, the thing that you created that draws people to you. Um, mm. And so yeah, there was just a lot of exposing. No, one of my one of my favorite lines, he said, he said, um, my goal when I left Hollywood was to not suck any beat and to leave with my virgin, my butthole still a virgin. He said, this is my goal in being Hollywood. He said, because, and then he said this, he said, because P. Diddy is going to want a party and you got to tell him no. You got to tell him no. The way I hollered. Oh, <laughs> oh another reputation that was doing oh, part. I mean, so it's just you have to go so listen to it. So he left Hollywood? That's what happened? He's gone? Well, yeah. So apparently, so like Dave Chappelle style or kind of that basically, we all have heard the stories about how toxic and terrible Hollywood is. So he basically was exposing it from the comedian's perspective. That's really the uh. purpose of this interview scene to be to expose Hollywood. Hollywood from the comedian's perspective, but in a way that was funny and entertaining, but also like a cautionary tale of like, Mm. one of the reasons why I might not be as big as some of your biggest is because I said no, is because I wouldn't do certain things. And so that was kind of like the premise. But I um, honestly think taking the high road, this is one of those situations where it's kind of like an exit interview. mm. And it's like, is it ever really worth it to tell everyone how you feel about everything? I just feel in the end, it hurts you, you know? Cause then I'm just thinking like, "Mm." it kind of, it's, it sounds like a sore loser kind of situation where you're like, well, I would have been bigger if everybody else did it, you know, but we um, have to watch it because I feel like he, he walked the very thin, fine line of sounding bitter, but not quite. Okay. You know? He wasn't so like what, on some rampage. No. Cause he just, honestly, yeah. was also hilarious and calm. And, um, mm-hmm. and then what came out afterwards is that, um, so many people, so many comedians, young comedians and, and just, um, other people came out to say how many times that Cat Williams had helped them and sent them money. And without, you know, mm-hmm. them knowing, um, like they would do maybe a set, you know, you're, you're at a comedy club and they're not paying you, you know, you do an amazing set and he would have somebody come over and give you a thousand dollars, but not let that person tell you it was from him, you know? Oh, and wow. so that he did that a lot. And so a lot of people came forward and it was like, you know, Cat has been so generous with his time, his resources, um, his energy, his whole life. So that was really nice to see too. So, yeah, that was just mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, if you want yeah. another perspective on comedy, I really I started to listen to Leslie Jones' um, book, okay. Okay. Leslie fucking Jones. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and just the first like I think I'm on chapter like four. I'm where she's playing basketball in high school. <laughs> she's so funny. That got me through an all night. I was cleaning my dad's kitchen. Back to the holidays. Why am I re traumatizing myself? <laughs> 
I cleaned my dad's kitchen from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. I said, Merry Christmas. Here I am. <laughs> Mopping your floor for the fifth time. <laughs> so gross. Anyway, she got me through that with her book. And anyway, in the beginning, she talks about Chris Rock mm -hmm. and how, um, you know, he was sort of her mentor. And then like her perspective as a working successful, but like not like, you know, A-list comedian and how mm -hmm. they get like the travel and the and the fighting for your fees. I, I just, Yeah. I would recommend that. It's really good and really funny. Because I think that was like a big theme of this holiday break about pay, right? Because Taraji came out. That to, Thank you for segueing yes. to number three you on my list. <laughs> I don't even know you had a list, but here we are. Listen. But yes. Mom brain. Yeah, so Taraji, I, Taraji. Taraji, Taraji. Yes. Tell us about it, Tiff. So Taraji um, was doing this interview and she kind of broke down and she shared how they don't make as much as you think. That... Mm -hmm you might take home as little as 10% of whatever your contract was. She said, you know, let's just say you get a million dollars to do a film, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have um, a representation that's usually like 10 or 15%, right? And then mm -hmm. an attorney is 5% usually they take. Um, and then um, you might have a publicist, um, you might have social media. By the time you whittle it all down, that million dollars, you might only pocket 100,000, you know? In mm -hmm. that, you know, so I remember I saw my friend uh, Yvonne OG, she had posted that like um, on average, she takes home only 30% of like whatever her contract is after everything else is paid. And I thought, mm -hmm. wow, because sometimes we see like, oh my gosh, you know, you got a million dollars, you know, but not knowing this person took home a hundred thousand. Now here's the thing. You might be like, well, that's still a hundred thousand, but Taraji's not getting paid a million. That's just yeah. some numbers I'm sharing. Like, so she did Benjamin Button. Didn't she win like an Academy Award for that? She was nominated, but that nominated. was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was an amazing movie if you haven't seen that movie. Yeah. Brad Pitt got paid $10 million. She got 150000 Yeah. And so what is 10% of $150,000? is not that $15,000? For like six months of your life because you got to be yeah. on set and then more time to promote it. Yes. And so just, on top of that, being a black woman, I'll just note it's 10% of a fee that's already going to be diminished yes. because you don't look like the, you know, you're not going to do well overseas, yes. as they say about black films. Yeah. So it's just really, so I said there was a lot of sympathy, but some people were like, oh, Taraji's net worth is $12, $12 million. I'm like, y'all will believe any meme. First of all, what, that's just somebody just slapped down on in, 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 in font, Times New Roman font, yeah. you know, um, it's just had you realize because there are there's this great book called the millionaire next door where they mm, talk about classic. that there are some professions that it's harder to become a millionaire because of the maintenance of the profession you know mm. you know so for example when i was teaching preschool and i was driving my you know 99 toyota camry nobody cared i'm a preschool teacher i used to literally wear scrubs like nurses scrubs like my uniform i had Five of them, I washed them every week. Nobody cared because I was a preschool teacher. That was our mm. uniform. And so I used to save most of my money, invest it. And in like two and a half years of teaching preschool, I had gotten up to $30,000 set aside. So, but if you are, say, like a plastic surgeon or something like that, you know, mm. if you're driving in a 99 Toyota Camry, you know, people are going to wonder, like, is your business doing well? There are certain things that you have to there's a look that you have to present that's very expensive. So imagine a Hollywood actress, she has to have her lashes done. Her brows have to stay done. Her skin has to look good. So there's a lot of maintenance just to be able to be considered for jobs um, mm -hmm. that cost on top of the fact 
that, and I saw this happening in the finance space. I don't know if you've seen this, Mandy, this whole, I have a manager. I don't, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so like, um, so there's a, one of my mentees had a manager, which can be helpful depending on what you're doing, but like the a talent issue was, manager. Yes. But the issue was that the manager wasn't bringing her in work, but was getting still 15% of any work that came into her. That he or he or she did not no. obtain yep. for her? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. And so, busted. you know, and so now here's the thing in general, there's usually a mix. Your manager brings in things. So you bring in some things. They help, they help to um, negotiate the contract on both. But mm-hmm. she realized after a year, he had brought nothing to the table. And he got to eat 15% either way. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have someone who I use as like an ad-, ad hoc manager and that she only gets paid her 15% on the contracts I sent to her to negotiate. Mm-hmm. If the, I have some partners that I've worked with for a number of years, we, we I feel comfortable negotiating the contract myself. I get my money, I get to keep it all. And then with Ellie, you know, I only send her certain things where I'm like, this is a, this is a lot of rigmarole. Go ahead and negotiate. And Ellie's really good about not only negotiating, but negotiating above and beyond what they're typically trying to offer. So it offsets the payment of 15% to her, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but if you have a manager and you are a Hollywood starlet or whatever, um, that's how it goes. Anything that comes in, they're getting percentage either way, whether they brought it in or not. And so mm. it could just get to be really expensive. She fired her whole team, she said. Yeah. After Empire. And you know what? I think about it. And I'm like, yeah, where was her? Why wasn't she on the L'Oreal commercial? Yeah. Viola Davis got that after, you know, what's that show with the lawyer? Um, um, it's oh, not The to, Good how Wife. To, how to Kill. How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. How to, um, I was like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, How to Kill a Millionaire. Yeah. Like, that's how I was And the marketing budget for, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, but she, yeah, I, I, you know, and I, and I think people don't, they reacted poorly to that. Like, you know, it just goes against, it goes against that idea of a woman just being grateful, you know, fuck that. That's the 24 motto. Like you don't have to be grateful Mm -hmm. and you deserve, and you know what? Also, you may not want to act for your entire life. And the older you get, it's almost like being a gymnast or something in Hollywood. The older you get, the less capable you are of doing the hoops and loop-de-loops and the more tired you are. You don't want to work forever, but you know, you, you hope to. That's why you see, um, you know, she launched her own damn hair care line, TPH available at Target. Um, like I, I, I respect that a lot about her. And I just think the, 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 the chatter, the mm-hmm. blah, 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 that's always going to happen, but I don't mm-hmm. care. Pay her what she deserves and find a team and find people. If they're not, even if they represent a bunch of other people that are very incredible, I feel like at the end of the day, if they're, if you don't feel like they are, and this also applies to people working nine to five with your manager. It, um, if there's not someone who, you know, is going to bat for you when you're not in the room. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, that's an indication that you're not going to be taken care of. You're not going to go very far. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you can excise that person or quit that job and, mm-hmm. you know, move on where you do have advocates. Cause you, we, we just can't be, we can't be lied to and lie to ourselves and say that we're better off just being grateful and not pushing back. Yes. Um, it's the, it's the, it's the nice thing to do. Don't want to burn bridges. Yeah. All that BS. But it's like, man, you stay in that space. I mean, that has been the story of my life, you know, that like, Oh, there's safety and silence. Like, even like I told you, like we, I had my difficult conversation, um, on Christmas mm. and uh, one of my sisters was like, Oh, sometimes it's just better to keep the peace, Tiffany. I said, but who's peace? Yeah. Who's for peace? who? Who's it better for? Yes. Who's it better for? I said, I feel peaceful right about now because I said my piece. Yes. So it's like, they're they going to be all right. And yeah. guess what? They were. They were yeah. all right. We cool now. 
you know, but a boundary has been set because mm. I cannot move forward any longer. I have made so many changes. Mandy knows like so many changes behind the scenes of like what my boundaries will and will not allow. And yeah. I just don't want to live the second half of my life constricted by, you know, um, what the people going to say. Yeah. You know, that's what I call it. Like what the people going to say. And like, it's so oh, often you know, about their feelings and not yes. yours. And keep the, the peace is, for who. Yeah. People think about themselves way more than they think about you. They mm -hmm. might think of you for two minutes today. So for two minutes, I'm going to live my whole life because for two minutes, somebody might think ill of me. Like, I just, I cannot, I will not, and neither should you. And I'm so glad that Taraji said something. And I, what I love is that y'all who listen, you know, you give us such great feedback of how we've been able to like encourage you and push you to ask for more, encourage you and push you to look at your finances differently, you know, give you the tools and the resources that you need to, to get what you deserve. Like, you know, the people are always going to say something, but not in 2024. We're not living constrained by what the people going to say. Let them talk. Yeah. Let them talk. Let them talk. <laughs> Let the girls chatter in the comments mm -hmm. and just sip your champagne like Taylor Swift at the Globes last night. <laughs> Claudine Gay, Harvard. Oh, Can we please? Yeah. Ooh, the way you texted my one of my good friends. Oh. Um, not that's a lie. One of my <laughs> one of my former mentors, we've like sort of you know how you like go everyone knows that you get older and you lose touch, but you still love those people. Anyway, mm -hmm. she's one of the founding editors at the 19th, which is the, um, this women led women founded media platform that covers just all sorts of things. But I was like, if you're covering the, I, she was uncovering Claudine Gay at Harvard. And I'm like, when you write your tell all about how black women are doomed to fail in just about any industry that we go into, I will be the first to spill the tea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Claudine Gay resigning from Harvard as the first black female president less than what? How long did she make? Six, seven months? I, I mean, the shortest tenure in their history. Jesus. And if that... Mm, it's so... It's like, why prove every... Like, we already knew that, I feel like, as black women, that our mistakes are always bigger. We're always judged at the highest bar. Mm -hmm. There's no one who will find the fine print in a contract or in mm -hmm. whatever social code or moral code, whatever. There's no one who will look more diligently at the fine print than someone trying to steal yes. a position of power from a woman of color. The, you know what I mean? Like this whole bullshit around her. Um, and well, let me back up the bullshit around her citations and her work. But Claudine Gay, first black president of Harvard, black mm -hmm. female as well. Um was it she was on she was being um what do you call it when they're like asked to come to congress and testify and answer questions from what do you call that oh um i don't know i forget what it is but i know what you mean they were there she was there asking questions with several level several other um heads of um the elite universities and she flubbed an answer around uh, you know, would she like, would she get, um, would it be a violation of student conduct if a student was saying anti-Semitic remarks and calling for the genocide of Israel, um, Israelis and, you know, Jews. And she flubbed the answer. It was, it was not a great answer. It was very like, my lawyers prepared me to say this and I'm too scared to say what I really think. Mm -hmm. But the vitriol, and it wasn't just her, it was like the other presidents too, but the immediate vitriol and calls for, for her removal as the president of Harvard, that wasn't, that was part, that was like the first um, nail in her coffin. Mm -hmm. And then 
the trolls got to digging and her whole entire body of work and found a couple of instances where she hadn't properly like cited sources in her research. And ultimately in her statement, and also she wrote an op-ed for the New York Times, she talks about her decision to resign. Um, but at the same time, it's like, ugh, it's I, I, if Harvard can't protect mm-hmm. a woman of color in power, like not that I had high expectations, but mm, we're all on watch. We yeah. all be on watch. That's why I do Mandy Moneymakers. I'm like, yes. be on watch. It is not a fair fight. Mm-hmm. We can, we should, we want to ascend to levels of power, um, you know, in these institutions, we want to, we deserve, we work hard for it. I'm not going to begrudge anyone of that ambition to rise and to be a leader, to, to make, to be a change maker, to be in the room where shit happens. We should all strive for that. However, please don't be surprised when all of a sudden a technicality or Mm -hmm. someone with a little bit of power who was never in the room to decide if you got to be in there finally has an issue with it Mm -hmm. and they hold the money, you know, they, they hold the control over the people who did choose you and they decide that, "Mm, no, I actually, that's too much. That's not enough. We don't like this. There's this one little thing. They will pull that lever and you will fall down the hatch Mm -hmm. (laughs) so fast What's that in the what's the door? This the the moon door in Game of Thrones. Do you ever you're not really a TV person? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really watch, but I know she was like that. I'm so yeah, nerdy. The trap door. It's just like push the red button. Bye. So you know, fast. And it's just mm. it's one of the reasons why I think you and I um both kind of decided to do work outside of the confines of that kind of energy. So many black women. Yeah. This is why we're the number one, yeah. like growing. You know, Entrepreneur, community yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah, honestly, because we're just like, yeah, there's actually no winning here. So mm. I'm going to create my own thing where at least I have a fighting chance because I know that if I work really hard, the budget needs to is going to work one way or another. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a position where I'm like, I could work really hard and do all the right things and then it can be snatched. And it doesn't mean I'm immune because still in this space, people still try me. Mm-hmm. Brands still try to get cute, still try to underpay, but this is why we have conversations. I'm like, what, what did I say, man? Girl, ask for this, yeah. you know, because it's just, there's no way to escape this in totality, but certainly I'm trying my best to create that life for myself and then have it reflected in the women that I hire on my team, a safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, only to find out that you know, the the main guy, I guess, that was like, you know, campaigning against her, his Bill own wife. Ackman? Yes, his wife um, openly plagiarized in her thesis. I was like, oh, well, yeah. Well. And I mean, she's like, it was three, it was one page out of 300. I'm like, oh, well, but the rules are different. You know what I mean? Yeah. The rules are different and it depends on, the, well, we don't need to guess. The rules yeah. are different and the fine print only matters when people care enough to make it matter. Yeah. And you're someone that they need to, um, that they need to foul out, that they need to um, get out the game because they fear you and what and everything you stand for. And if y'all haven't read Claudine's um, op-ed in the New York Times, she talks about that bigger issue so mm-hmm. eloquently. And ugh, this is real quick, Tiff. I, not real quick, but I, I also, the other side of this conversation around how we're just, you know, you can be fine. You can, you can definitely, um, you can, you can definitely reach, 
high heights, I feel like in, in many institutions as a woman of color, if you work hard enough and you get lucky enough and you know the right people, it's possible. Mm -hmm. I think both of us, especially me, like we did the damn thing until mm -hmm. um, in my, I'll speak for myself, I decided to leave. And one of the questions that I recently got from, um, I wouldn't call them a mentee, but someone who I was like offering advice to was, well, I feel like, shouldn't I stay? So that I can make it easier for the next to come after me. And, you know, and on the one hand, I'm, I can see that line of thought, but I also feel very at peace mm -hmm. with how it's not our responsibility to fix those broken systems. And also we yeah. cannot because we do not hold the power. People who don't look like us have to care enough to fix the broken systems. And as long yes. as they don't, why sit there and bang our fist up against a brick wall. It's not a ceiling. It's a brick wall sometimes, you know, and you have to also make peace with um, like what I got to a certain level in, in corporate, my corporate American career. However, along the way, I did feel like I made an impact just, yeah. you know, hiring women of color. Mm -hmm. I made sure secretly I was always plotting. I'm like, I'm going to hire a woman of color to be my number two. Because mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to be here for another three years. Mm -hmm. I, and if I can leave here and say that another woman of color took my spot and gets to benefit from the negotiations I had, the 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 clout I earned, the clout I, I fought for, the respect I fought for, and she gets to inherit that, then you know what? I'm good with that. And, you know, let the rest of the, let everyone else handle the rest. I did what I could with the little bit of power that I had. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that, Tiff. Like... Do you feel like there's an argument there that we should stick around just to see things through? I mean, I feel like every fight is not for everybody. Mm. Um, and that there are some people who are uniquely qualified maybe to stick around and it doesn't, you know, in order to create space um, for other women to come behind them for, for sure. Um, but yeah not at the detriment to your heart and your soul. And if it's breaking you, some people play the game well and enjoy it. They're like, you know, come, come get it. You know, like I look at my friend Bozema, you know, um, from working at Endeavor to Papa John's. I mean, the one of the most famous CMOs, you know, out there in every place that she went. Um, I know people don't know. Are there know any other famous CMOs? Maybe Sheryl Sandberg. <laughs> no, she was a COO. But yes, like, yeah, you know, but, both of them made it possible. Like, yes. Oh. <laughs> and so a lot of people had so much to say, like, oh, she don't stay in one place. But you don't see behind the scenes the people that she brought mm -hmm. in and brought with her mm -hmm. intentionally, you know, to be able to hear and talk to her personally, to be like, girl, I made sure this I made sure that you don't know, you yeah. know. Um, and so but then after a while, she said, it's enough. My heart and soul said it's enough. So you get to decide if you are going to stand, you are going to do the good work, you are going to fight the fight. You also can decide I've done it. I've done enough. Yep. I don't owe my heart. And so I don't owe my health. I don't owe my mm -hmm. happiness. Yep. And so, um, yeah. So, I mean, you only you can decide if you have it in you for the fight. And, and mm -hmm. But there are other ways to fight. Just remember that. Like, you know, Mandy and I are fighting the fight, good fight on the outside. I like to think about it, Mandy. You ever see like the Lord of the Rings or any of those movies where yes, there's we're like talking six about different plot a lines? movie that we both seen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. There's all these different plot lines. So yeah. it's like, okay, like the wizards had to do this fight, and then the the what are the little gnome things My on precious. the Oh no, not that. Not <laughs> the, that. Um no, like Mr. Bill, Bill Yeah, the, <laughs> the elves had to fight this fight, but then like Bilbo Baggins, like no, it's true. Like, so they're like basically there's like three or four different storylines fighting yeah. the fight and then it converges at the end and so mm -hmm. just know that you don't have to be in every storyline 
that yes. you can stick yeah. right in your lane. And if you, once you get to your place, I promise you, your sisters in corporate, you go see them. You will converge. Your sisters in, in, you know, social work, you'll see them. Your yeah. sisters also in entrepreneurship, you'll see them. So if we all are in our lanes where we excel and fight that fight there, we can converge to create something more powerful. It's okay not Amen. to fight in. And, and, and necessary not to fight in every fight, but um, there's a difference between choosing to be there for the fight mm -hmm. and being forced to endure because yes. you have no other options. Yes. Give yourself options. Mm -hmm. I feel like is the key takeaway. Yes. Stack your coins so you can hit that eject button your damn self when you're ready or so that if someone does it before you're ready, that they didn't catch you slipping, that you have something, you have an emergency shoot because you built it yourself. You know, that's yeah. what it's all about. And then find community and others like Brown Ambition, yes. Mandy Moneymakers, um, Dreamcatchers, mm -hmm. where you can feel like, okay, I don't have to stay because like there are so many badasses out there yes. who are fighting the good fight or have chosen to go. And you're being in a vacuum. It makes you feel like, but I'm the only one who can't. No, there's so many more of us out so here. So many more. That's actually mm. going to be my brown, my brown boost. I, mean, I have a gift for y'all. So stay around for brown boost. Brown break. We're going to take a, a break in a minute. Um, but yeah, so I got a gift for you to start the new year off strong. Okay. I love it. But <laughs> so yeah, take a um, break? I would love to take a break. And that was brown ambition buzzworthy. Little yeah. oldie, but goodie. I just think <laughs> we should continue doing that. That was fun. No, I think so too. Yeah. All right. Be back in a minute, BA fam. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what 
I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm -hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition, rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. And we're back in black and brown. Yes. So I know, right? <clears throat> a little I, felt the, I felt the harm. Did you see the color purple? <laughs> no, okay. I need to, girl. I just, honestly, I want to go like on a Wednesday night and no one's there just so I can like watch it without, you know, I, I love my people, but sometimes we do a lot when we watch movies. <laughs> I haven't, I would love, I have not seen it. I'm so mad. Here's my confession real quick. I know we're going to do Brown Boost. I want to hear the song. However, my confession is that I saw the Taylor Swift Eras concert movie. Okay. Was it good? Before Renaissance. Okay. Do you want to know why? Because why? that shit's available on streaming. And Beyonce, <laughs> I did see your show live, and I yes, and it will be forever be a Girl. core memory. Yes. The best, one of the best days of my <laughs> life. Top five, top five. But I couldn't. It's so hard to get out to a movie theater now that I've got daycare. I'm. I get to go at like you know the eleven thirty showing yes. on a weekday. Yeah, that's when I thrive. Yeah, yes. So color purple, I'm coming for you. Renaissance, if you're still in theaters, I don't know. I'm gonna come for you too. You're right. I'm not so mad yes. if I don't see Renaissance because I haven't seen Renaissance. But because I, I was like, girl, we was in club Renaissance on the floor, damn near high five and Beyonce. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Eras concert tour was great. She's a great, great gal. I love. It. I'm a Swifty. I, I don't mind. I think I've. Yeah. Why should it be something you confess? No. Yeah. yeah. I like. Favorite. I like Taylor Swift. Especially her early stuff. Like we were both young. When she wrote. So. She writes her way out of every fucking yes. chapter. She <laughs> is a pat. Like when you when you want inspiration to be creative and create art, and no one can. No matter mm. what, if you're creating your own art and you own that shit, you're unstoppable. Yes. That's what I love about Tay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I call her Tay. Well, no, I call it Tay. <laughs> Bay and Tay. Um, so my, can I do go first for Brown Break, Brown Boost? Are you going to sing us in? We didn't get to do the little intro. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> how does it go? Wait, how does it go? Know. I know, wait. Um, dang. Breaker, booster, breaker, break. Are you going to Oh, now it's time to booster, breaker, booster, breaker, booster, breaker, boost. Are you going to boost? <laughs> Are you going to break? <laughs> what you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you going to take? Da, 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 da. <laughs> Is that a Stanley Cup? 
<laughs> First of all, I am such a basic bitch. Okay. No, it's not. My sister. Okay. Okay. The one one of the fun memories from Christmas is like the kitchen counter at my brother's house uh-huh. was like a sea of Stanleys because no. my mom, y'all know I'm half white, okay? <laughs> and I love this is not a Stanley. My sister got this for me though, because I tease her about her Stanley all the time. Okay. But there were so many Stanleys. This is a Brumante, and you know okay. why? I think that's what it's called. It's probably called a Brumant, but I just tried to make it fancy. <laughs> Brumate. She got me this because look, it doesn't spill. Ooh. And the Stanley spill? Because my shit gets knocked over. Yeah. A child will always come, you know, and just like help me put it on the floor because that's what they think I want. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where she got it, but thank you, Mallory. And also, wait, one more thing. This is not okay. my boost, but one more thing. Okay. <laughs> you guys see the hair? Yes. I was gonna ask you, how'd you straighten it? What? <laughs> <laughs> that be so silly. <laughs> Wait, please. <gasps> Look oh, he got one of those. <laughs> my, my sister Lisa has one of those. Does it really work? Well, you're looking at yeah. the product. So, so my wait, daddy what got called? me one of these. Really? This is like, and it's not even the Big Lots version. My, it looks like a sex toy, doesn't it? It kind of gives me like dildo very, vibes. Yes, if you if are. If a dildo in a shop vac had a baby, <laughs> that would be the Rev Air. This oh is what God. I'm holding up for those who can't see. It's oh, a Rev a... Air. Okay. Which I'm sure you've seen on your Instagram feed yes. or TikTok feed. It's hilarious. My daddy got me that. I Did told it take him a I long w- time to, to do it. This uh, took about an hour. Okay. To do. Um, like, yeah. And that's after I did it once. It took like an hour and a half because I was so like, so awkward. It's so, I'll give my review. Okay. I'm not telling anyone to go out and buy it. I did not buy it. Okay. I told my dad I wanted it as a joke Aww. for my Aww. birthday. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want this Rev Air thing, dad. And it's almost like he was like, okay, challenge accepted. So I got it as a Christmas gift. So mm. that was very thoughtful. And it was so funny because like my dad growing up, it would be the big lots version of whatever I wanted. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I wanted the Adidas that have the three stripes. He's like, Big Lots has an Adidas looking type vessel for your feet. Four stripes. Go. <laughs> I want the new Mary J. Blige and Alicia Keys album. Here you go. Don't mind that it's, you know, bootleg from the guy Aww. at the corner store. Like he was always, he was a man who liked to save a buck, but he got me the real red there. Mm. And um, no, don't go buy it. It's not that it doesn't do anything more than a hairdryer does. And it's so heavy. Mm. And so awkward. And um, yeah, I'm not, I will use it just because now I will just think about my dad each time. Aww. Um, But it's ridiculous. It's so silly. Don't buy it. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> well, I, so um, actually maybe I think this is like this. So I'm doing the literature challenge again this year. We usually we start the first mm-hmm. week of January, but girl, it was January. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I decided instead that the new literature challenge is starting next week, um, January 15th. So this is the first challenge that Mandy and I actually did together when you were working with Nick at, over there at um, Credit Sesame was? No. Why are you? <laughs> Magnify Money. Magnify Money, because they sponsored it. That wasn't so your it was, first one, though. No, but the first one that I like, we, you and I kind of partnered. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And so it's the literature challenge credit edition. And so the way the literature challenges work, it's that they're 22 days. So they're three weeks. And every week we have a focus um, that has a credit theme. So last year's theme was savings. This year's theme is credit. So week one is all about like, what is credit? How do you accumulate it? What, like, what makes credit up? Week two is all about how do I raise my credit score? 
and week three is all about maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. And we're doing it live together. So that means January 15th, we already have 300,000 people signed up. So you ain't going to be alone. Holy sugar. Yes. And so you're not going to be alone and we're going to do a live. So for the first time, we used to let people sign up whenever, Mm. but it got to be too confusing. And with this many people now, we're doing it as a cohort. So we're starting on the 15th and it ends on the 5th, I believe, um, of February. So you only have until January 14th to sign up. After that, you're going to go to the site and it's going to tell you you can't sign up because you can't until this cohort is done. And then- We'll reopen it up again for the next cohort. So you have until January 14th, midnight Eastern Standard Time to sign up. It's totally free. It's always been free. You're going to go to LRC for Literature Challenge, lrccredit.com. Like I said, it's totally free. It's 22 days. It's a lot of fun. When you sign up, you're going to, we'll invite you to like a group, like a community group where we'll all work on it together. Um, Every week I go live to answer questions and offer encouragement. Honestly, it's a really good time. It's just that, um, no, it's not, it's just that anything. I'm just like, I just know that credit is one of the things that holds people back. And so Mm. I wanted to do the credit edition this year. And so, yeah, just, you know, anybody's free to join. You don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be a black woman. Um, you could be anyone. Um, it's totally free, lrccredit.com, but you only have until January 14th, midnight to sign up. Um, you get a Why starter kit you? right away. It's um, free. And you guys yeah, do the damn free. thing with your freebies. It's not like, you know, it's not like you get what you pay for. You get so much more. I know. Than what when you I tell you, <laughs> low key, we have, I didn't announce this anyplace else, but we created an app, our first app. You have really an app? Awesome. I know. It What's looks it so called? damn good. It's called Money Match. Um, I know. Isn't that good? I mean, and all like, honestly, it's just, I'm really excited because, um, it just, we have taken it to the next level. And so, yeah. So lrccredit.com invite whoever you want. Do not do it alone. If you don't have anyone to do it with, that's okay. Cause there's already 300,000 people you can do mm-hmm. it with. Um, and I'll remind you when we do our Friday, um, um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, B- BAQA, I'll remind you again, but, um, but yeah, I just wanted to invite everyone because I want us to start the year off strong, you know, yes. with the tools and resources you need for success and credit is one of them. I love that. Maybe now and that we'll, I have... We'll, we'll put the link in the show notes. I won't forget. Don't let me forget, Imani. Let's put the link, LRC credit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My Now that I have daycare, childcare, <laughs> maybe I'll do a challenge too. I would love to do a challenge around like pivoting because yeah. I've done surveys of my community and the number one goal of people is not just to get a new job, it's to pivot into a different field. Okay. And that's my favorite. That's my favorite kind of person to coach that. because it's one of the scariest things. You need a coach because mm-hmm. pivoting is so scary. I'm not going to say it's hard. I mean, it is. Obviously, it takes it takes effort. But the hardest part is just doing it and giving yourself permission. All right. So excited for that. you and this decade long. How long have you been doing the Live Richer Challenge? Has it been a decade? Um, it's, I think the first one I did, one, I want to say, two, yeah, 2023 or 24. So almost 10 years. You mean four, 13 consistent. and 14, but yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I <knew what> you <laughs> meant. <laughs> but yeah, almost. I mean, we definitely had some years that we skipped, like, you know, the pandemic, because we were like, child, anybody doing nothing. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, yeah, it's been just about 10 years. And I'm really excited because we've helped literally millions of people through the challenge. And it just yeah. keeps getting better. And it's my it's my give back every year, you know, because I know um, my rule is always you don't have to spend money with me in order 
to get financial help. Because I have other things. Certainly I have like books and things like that. And we make money that way. Um, so, but, you know, I don't, I just feel like it's my job to figure out how to make money, um, not your job. And so mm-hmm. if you're needing help, I'm always going to offer ways for you to get help where you don't have to worry about it. And so, you know, come on down, bring your sister's cousins and them. It's going to be a good time. I love it. All right. My, I'm going to do a boost too, because we're being okay. optimistic. I'm yes. going to do a couple. First boost is that I contributed to my solo 401k before the end of the year. Yeah, I did a whole big lump sum. Excuse me. And I think I maxed out my portion, but I was just very proud of myself. And yeah. last year I did not do that. And so if you have a solo 401k, like you have to, you have to contribute by the December 31st to have it count for that year. Now I can still contribute to my SEP IRA, which I did last year, but you can't contribute as much because with Mm. a solo 401k, it's like almost the same as, I think it is the same as like if you worked for a corporation, 22.5 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then you can do a, uh, um, you know, like as your own employer, you can also match that. So mm-hmm. anyway, I was very proud of myself um, and that I've, you know, gotten, I'm, I'm investing not with the same regular cadence as I was when I was nine to five, but I'm still doing it and we're, and, and it's great. And thank you to my accountant, Safi, for never making me feel as much of a shit show as I feel like I am with my taxes. She's always like helping me um, just realize, hey, this is normal. You're good. You got me. She has my back. My other, my big boost is that before the break, before the holidays, one of my, you know, I have this village in my neighborhood, these women that have become just more than friends, just the people you call when you need someone and you need something and they're right here. We have this like little community of moms <clears throat> on my block and nearby. One of them is, she's a school teacher. Hey, LaTanya. <laughs> Love her. She works so damn hard. She works so hard. I don't know how she has time to come up with ideas for like community events and things like that, but she does. And I'm usually the one who's like, LaTanya, ain't nobody got time for that. I'm so <laughs> tired. We have to do a, like a thing for every holiday. <laughs> but she wanted to do like um, a, a holiday party for the moms in the neighborhood. And I was like, and I thought about it and I said, no. No, but yes, let's not do a holiday party because this is the the most stressful time for moms. If you really liked women and moms in general, you would do Mother's Day like the week after the holidays Mm. and you would give all the moms off a week and give us a spa day because the holidays are so much work. And for LaTanya, so I was like, no, however, let's do a mom's night in in January. So I picked the 20th and I'm hosting about 20 moms here at my house. And I'm not just hosting them. We're going to do like a, you seen those TikToks, LaTanya, I had to say yes to something. And she wanted us to do the (laughs) boards. Like everyone does a different board. Like you do the taco board and the dessert board. Charcuterie, did I say right? It's charcuterie, but it's like different themes. I love that. You do the blue board. Everything's got to be blue. And anyway, so I said yes. And we're going to wear nice jammies. Hmm. We're probably going to do a hot chocolate bar. I'm going to do, oh, husband got me the best gift. An espresso maker, way too expensive, but (laughs) the most, I am, I love this man because this espresso maker is so good. (laughs) So I'm going to have an espresso martini bar for the girls who imbibe and then a hot chocolate bar, goodie bags, Mm. because I, goodie bags for everyone and they're going to be good. 
Like I'm going to put things we actually use in the goodie bags. Um, I haven't told anybody, but I'm basically treating it with the same care that we give to like a four-year-old's party. Because if yes. you know, yes. four-year-old's party are expensive and you got to invite all the people and you got to do goodie bags and there has to be like, you know, the right treats and the right decor. So um, I'm really excited. Um, Mom's Night Inn is happening on the 20th. So uh, yeah, I think it'll be a good time. And I'm excited to put some effort into other moms and not just the kids are great, but mm -hmm. I think we deserve. We do. Yeah. I know we deserve. I love that. Mm -hmm. When on a good, 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 goodie. Yeah. Like, you know, I love that, honestly. So we're back and we're black for the new year. Um, mm -hmm. We would love to know, um, like, what are kind of your, your hopes, dreams, and wishes for your 2024? You can... You can tweet us. You can, you know, hit us up on IG, um, Brian Abyssin Podcast or the BA Podcast on Twitter. We'd love to know, like, what are your, what are you excited about for the new year? Um, yeah. What do you need help with? Maybe you need us to talk about something more. You know, it's like what's know in and too. what's out. That's the mm -hmm. meme now. Yes. In. Hydration. <laughs> Smiling. <laughs> out. <laughs> Stressing. <laughs> right. Hustle. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we'd love to know. Until Friday, we will see you on Friday for BAQA. Hey. So happy to be back. Me too. All right. Bye, y'all. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.